Yeah, hi and welcome to Hell is in the Cloud. We have changed the location a little bit, Marco. We have moved yeah. to our hotel now because we have a brand new guest with us. Yes. Who do we have? Yeah, we have Michaela Barrett from the, the OneDrive team. Um, and yeah, hi, Michaela. Nice to have you. Thank you for having me. Yes, my name is Michaela. I live about five blocks away from this hotel. So I'm really glad you guys are here from Germany to meet. Yeah. And um, I've been following your night journey since when you landed in the airport. <laughs> yeah, because Marco was updating you all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. We are trying, trying to make contact and find, find the spots to host the podcast. And I hope the, the outcome would be uh, as chilly as the, the lighting is here. Yeah, this is after hours ignite yeah, with the mood this, lighting. <laughs> this is actually, actually. Since we have planned it ever since after hours, to be honest, because we are checking. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't imagine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe tell us a little bit about your background. How, how long do you work for, for Microsoft? What started you in, in tech career? Did you always, uh, yeah, been in tech? Uh, what's what's the background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I joined Microsoft in 2016. Um, so it's just past my seven-year anniversary here, and I have, you know, the first job that I ever took at Microsoft was actually on a team that is still what I work on. Um, a lot of reorgs have happened, a lot of ups and downs, but it was a team that owned document libraries, lists, and files. Um, and so it's kind of been a fun journey over the last seven years to see that evolve into what it's turned into today. Um, no, I have not always been in tech. My background was pre-med and theoretical math. I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Um, okay. But while I was going through that, the... Um, some of the requirements for becoming a doctor in the United States is doing research and getting experience with patients. And that was where I had my first exposure to doing like data science for those. And so that was the value that I was adding. It wasn't actually my knowledge of chemistry or anything of that. It was coming in and taking a data set of 12,000 patients and finding something in it that would be helpful for the next set of patients coming through. Anomalies. Anomalies? An yes, anomalies or even like a trend, um, something where it's like this type of procedure on this type of person with, you know, 10 qualities leads to a better result versus if you have diabetes, it leads to a worse result. So trying to just find something that makes it useful because they started collecting this data for years when I joined the, okay. the project. So then when I was looking for an internship or just something to make money, um, I was talking with Microsoft about that experience and they were like, that is, that is like software and computer and everything there. Like, are you interested in this? And so I joined um, as an intern in 2014. Um, I did an internship in Boston. Oh, and you were not located here in Seattle. Uh, not in Seattle. Nope. It was up in the, oh, okay. the Boston office. And in the Boston office, I was actually a uh, designer intern, which is kind of funny. If you ask my team, they'll be laughing. Oh, okay. um, I do not have a uh, good design ability. But what I learned was that I have an ability to ship something that customers are asking for. Oh. And so that's when my manager there said, why don't you try this role in product where you'll be focusing on customers, you'll be focusing on large enterprises. And that's when I joined what used to be called the SharePoint Team Sites team. <laughs> ah, very funny line, because yeah, as you did the summary, it was the core of SharePoint, libraries lists yep. thing that is driving the and then it became the core of teams you know microsoft teams yeah. where every single teams channel that was built became a team site and every chat was stored in the team site 
but then that became confusing. And so we were like, what if we made, you know, this, this kind of file experience all on one side of the org. And then they're like, well, let's just bring lists over too. Um, so even though I've kind of focused on a bunch of different areas in my career, I've always been inside the space of document libraries, files, lists. And the area that I have focused on is getting metadata into your ecosystem and then being able to do something with it. Um, so the first feature I ever shipped to the public was the filters pane, filters panel. I don't know if you guys uh, use that. Yeah. Uh, back in 2016, we had this like old school thing where it was called like metadata configuring and you had to go through like multiple options. Um, so that was the first thing I did was how do you make this like precious data that all these people took so much time and clicks to put in. Because it was hard back then. Yeah. <laughs> it was really hard it really was, yeah. and pretty slow. As well as like so many people put all this effort into getting data into a list or a document library. And I was like, how do we do more with it? Yeah. How do you make you know someone that's just looking for a quick file, someone that's trying to organize it, maybe they're trying to build a, a power app on top of it or trying to automate it. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of always been my, my passion in the space. And that's where I still am. Yeah, perfect. Because uh, have you been around uh, at that point where Microsoft tried to rename SharePoint to just files? Is that something you're, you're familiar with? Oh, no. I think I came no? a little bit after that. Okay. It, it was with Teams, and they, they were thinking about how do we do all of this? What is what is SharePoint really like? And I think they wanted to focus more on files. Mm. And then they came up with this brilliant idea. And I think it was part of the keynote today. Yep. I think Jason, uh, Jared Spataro talked about naming is not always a strong a part of Microsoft. <laughs> and renaming SharePoint just to files really felt a little bit awkward because at that point you really left out. and. That was the first incarnation of Teams. There, yeah. there were no lists. It was just files. You couldn't look at anything on the SharePoint behind it. Right. And so that's why we came to the conclusion to just name it to find it. So I'm glad you missed that. I think so. And I mean, man, the SharePoint, the SharePoint product has just exploded in the last four years too. It's almost like they knew, right? So like maybe even the last two years really, where now you go in and like you have this robust intranet that is so easy to build. I build a lot of demo environments or like if I'm meeting with a customer to set it up. And so, you know, I'm not an admin of Microsoft, but I'm an admin of a lot of my own kind of setups. And I am just blown away with less than 30 minutes. And I have an entire internet like built that, yeah. I, that I can control and set up all these different things. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. Because yeah. um, I, I spent some time, you know, building on side of the, the team site space. Yeah. But when I really focus on files and lists, that was where, um, I kind of linger on what the internet folks are doing and like the comm sites and the hubs and all this AI they're building is so cool. Yeah. So, so what, what are you doing now with your team? What are you focusing now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we just did probably one of the most exciting launches that I've ever seen in my career. We called it OneDrive Gen 3. Um, and this is basically the third iteration of OneDrive that we have released in the past uh, 12 years. And the focus of this was to really drive uh, the file experience across Microsoft 365. Um, and so there's been a lot of history around kind of like siloed experiences at Microsoft. And you almost had to like pick which tool you wanted to use. And we were like, that that's crazy, right? Like we love all the tools. Um, and so with this kind of launch that we made, we brought in performance faster than anything we ever shipped before. Um, like instantaneous ability to actually 
type and find files that are just right there in front of you, as well as performance on, you know, like first compute idle and all the like real, real geeky metrics that we look at. Um, so that one has just made the experience so much easier to interact with. And then the second thing that we did was really bring in content focused UI features, experiences, and the ones that I am the most excited about, these might not be the ones that are the, the hardest to build or like the best that we spend the most time on, but the first one is colored folders. Being uh, able to choose yes. what color your folder is, is such a luxury that it, I can't believe we had it. We didn't have it for so many years. Um, and I see a lot of customers just taking off with it. You have this on the Mac. Uh, yes, you do. Really? Yes, you I will. I haven't experienced that. Yes. Um, it's really funny because I think you have already been on the Sync Up podcast. And I yes. think the, one of the last episodes, they were talking about the event you mentioned. Yep. And they gave away the, these details. So the team dressed uh, with the colors of the folders that are available. This is what they are doing yes. in the, in the, uh, the podcast. So it was a really funny detail to see so, how people are in So niche, but it, they are. And it's just, it is just one of those things that's so connected to, a, to the way that humans work, where you say, upload something to that blue folder. Or red folders mean don't edit. Yeah, it's totally and understandable. I it's, mean, it's how you organize yourself. Yep. Um, I mean, you, you learn it in the school, you know, you have like uh, um, uh, books and they yes. are, they are uh, wrapped in red paper or they're wrapped in blue paper, depending on the lessons you have. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it makes so much sense. And it's, you know, it's kind of one that I think when we were building it, we're like, this is a delighter feature. But as you know, we've experienced the way that the rollout's gone, it really is critical to the way people feel when they're using the product and the personalization they can create in their OneDrive and their file management. And it also just makes it faster for everybody. Um, so that's one that I'm really excited about. Uh, the other one is we brought in a section on OneDrive that's coming to File Explorer and then also to the, the Mac is um, a section that we call For You. And it's powered by the Microsoft AI where it shows you files that we believe you need. And that is something that has really reduced um, a metric that we look at where it's what we call kind of time to file. So when you are using our product, how fast are you finding a file? And is it the right one? Yeah. And so this is something that I think is really cool because it'll show you not just something that like, you know, our, our logic before used to be like, Did someone share something with you and did you open it? And it's like simple yes, no, and we show it or not. This is like, did someone leave a comment for you and you haven't replied yet? And then you open it and it takes you directly to the comment in the paragraph that it's on. And so it like really helps you just focus on what the two or three things you might have missed are. And I, I find that to be very powerful because one, it's it's accurate. And two, you get to tell it feedback too, right? You get to kind of say like, Nah, actually, I don't need to look at this, or yes, I do. And so that's like scratching the surface of kind of this AI wave in OneDrive that we're looking to come like come to. Um, but it's the one that shipped that everyone can use today. And so I would recommend checking it out. Um, and it kind of shows you like the cusp of where some of that power is going, what it's going to feel like to interact with files once that full kind of power is unleashed. Um, I like this metric, uh, time to file. Yes. That is a direct co correlation to frustration because, because <laughs> yes. the bigger the time is, uh, the, the, the bigger is the frustration. Oh my goodness, right? I've never thought about that before. I'm going to bring that back to my team. Like As time to file increases, frustration linearly also oh, increases. Yeah. We, we did um, two other things, and we have a third one coming out that this will actually be the first time that I've talked about it publicly. Uh, we started creating these kind of views inside of OneDrive that are based on 
ways that our customers remember or think about finding a file. Um, so the first one is called our people view yeah, where it exactly. Yeah. And it shows you a list of all the people that you've ever collaborated with. And then you can kind of pin them. You can see a preview of all the files that you have. And the goal there is that when you're sitting down and you're thinking about something, it's not very natural to be like, oh, I remember the exact name of the file because you don't like you don't really look at it, right? Someone shares a file and you just you just see it, but you remember who was presenting it. And so then when you go into OneDrive and you find that person, you see it right there. Um, and so it's trying to like really be adaptive to the way that the people think. Yeah. Um, and then the second one's a little bit more exciting, brand new, uh, GA'd on October 30th, I believe. Um, so it's only been in like full production for about two weeks, but it's called our meetings view. Yeah. And this is where if you send a file in a meetings invite, if you share a file in a Teams chat during a meeting, or you send something afterwards, it will actually show you your meetings view with all of that content in any meeting recordings, as well as who all attended the meeting. And so that I think is very powerful when you have reoccurring meetings, because the amount of times that we would spend, I mean, minutes of my day scrolling through a chat, and I mean, sometimes those recurring meetings are like months of recurring and you want that chat there. But if you need to find a file, it's it's not really the right way to do it. And so being able to kind of pull out that relevant content and let the user focus, like it was this meeting where that file was shared, you can find it in that, in that area. Um, the third view that's not out yet that I don't even think there's any pictures online of it just yet, it's called the media view. And so that's bringing kind of a focus to media inside of OneDrive. And one of the things that I really love when you think about this is like, if you don't work in a super visual space, I find that sometimes it can be hard to conceptualize why you would use it, um, which I do, right? I build a ton of UI. And so that's a space that I'm in all the time. But then I have started using kind of the prototype build. And it's like, I have so many screenshots. I have so many receipts. I have so many just like little clippings here and there of things I've taken on my computer that I don't know how I would ever find them. Um, if I needed to look for a screenshot that I took, and like you know, Mac makes it somewhat easy because you can pick where you store it. But even then, it's it's hard to find. Um, so I've absolutely loved the ability to kind of have this like dedicated media view to help you find things that are relevant to what you might need to do with a picture, screenshot, receipts, all these different things. Um, and so that's coming soon, uh, hopefully in the next like two to three months. But it is really powerful. And kind of like the long story short here is this whole goal of like find your files fast, find your files no matter where you might have created them, no matter where they're stored, no matter you know if someone shared it with you over an email or someone shared it with you over Teams, like you can just go to OneDrive and find all of your content. Um, and so those are those are probably the three you know the three things that I've really been working on that are super exciting, um, and then of course I gotta make a plug because this was my this was my area, which is when you load OneDrive, it looks different. There's different colors. There's different shadowing. Yes. There's rounded corners. Um, that is something that I've kind of called the visual update inside of our internal team, and you know we made close to sixty changes in our design ecosystem. Um, really leveraging the Microsoft Fluent 2 language, building out a token system so that it's repetitive across Microsoft. And the thing that I think makes it magical is that when all of those 60 changes kind of came together, our user research and when we shipped showed that people are like, it looks, it just looks nice. It's easier to find, it's easier to look at your content. There's less background noise. And I love doing that type of thing because it's it's very powerful to see the impact that something as simple as clean UI 
can make a product. How, how is that process working? I can imagine in such a big company, you have to talk to a lot of people when you are wanted to do some uh, graphical changes, some design changes, because I can imagine it has to fit to some other designs from, I don't know, uh, M365, uh, other, other solutions or whatever. That is such a good point. And it, it's been a really incredible stage in my career to kind of see the transition that we've reached where if you had asked me this six years ago, I couldn't even imagine talking about this. I couldn't even imagine describing how Word would use something that we designed, right? And so it's it's a really cool point in my career to see that, you know, one, we do have our design teams that work together at all times. And like, that is just incredible. Yeah. But then you'll also notice, so if you go into Teams and you load the OneDrive um, experience, the Files tab or the Channel Files tab, that's all powered by OneDrive and SharePoint, um, you'll notice it's the same features, it's the same buttons, but there's like a, tight, a slightly different theme on it. And so it's, we're, we're building our products in a way that all of our partners, you know, something like Teams and Word and Office.com can leverage the design language that we're using without harming their own. And then since everyone's working together, we're all snapping to the same design language moving forward. And so it's like Teams wants to have a purple kind of approach on it. OneDrive is blue. Of course, we want that branding difference, but there's no need for us to have to build two controls again. And so it's like our engineering throughput is just incredible because we've had this kind of alignment across Microsoft. Um, and so it's, it's, been, it's been really great. Um, I would say like these last two years has been a huge shift and I've really enjoyed that. It's amazing. So Based on the, the, event, you, uh, the event you mentioned uh, that happened in, in October, I took the opportunity to, to show our guys, because we are a Microsoft partner, and yep. we obviously we are using your products, and even Jan is using your product on Mac. <laughs> yeah, so, but even a of, Jan. <laughs> a lot of people, and um, that's what, what you back in, you mentioned in the early, SharePoint looked really ugly. And a lot Hard of people, to use, yeah. it is stuck in their head. And if I tell them, and what you made it really clear that OneDrive, and this is what, what we are really need to drive it is not just your personal files yes. they are everywhere and so if you're looking for a meeting recording if you're looking for a document in a team the right way to go is OneDrive and yep. with all of the vertices you integrated like people like meetings that's what at least I could experience at the moment this is so much easier to as you mentioned to get to the files but people stuck in their head and especially Christian Kanye or CEO you you've met um, he's also very visual, yep. but he has this long-time fear of SharePoint because it always looked ugly, it always didn't do what he wanted. It was always these silos. It was in Teams, but not there was a difference between Teams and SharePoint Pure and then OneDrive. Yep. So and with all of the effort that what I took to one of our meetings, uh, it's one of these recurrent meetings, um, where I put, hey, everybody, please take a moment, open your your suit launcher and click on OneDrive. It will yep. blow you away what Microsoft has done in this area to show you to get to the files. Try to find a file that you've been working on, you're looking for, and it is amazing. I didn't receive any feedback yet, and I think I will try to, to talk to my colleagues like I'm talking to you. I feel like that's good though. No, yeah. no feedback on that could be a, yeah. that actually could be beautiful. Yeah. And it, you he's, know, a, I mean, he's an evangelist. You know? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is my work. I really want to have it because we are we are a very infrastructure focused company. We're yeah. looking a lot of with Intune stuff. You you don't, really don't see or security. Everything is not working because of Jan or his team. <laughs> um, so and I'm, I'm I love 
is <laughs> is just hiding all of these beautiful experiences. No, that's not what you mean. But that's what, what we started with. That's what our focus is. And so a long time I've been the only SharePoint guy, that's what they call me. Um, and I, I always try to educate, hey, that's a really good thing. That's what you should do. Um, and look at these. And this was really the, the biggest opportunity I, I took to my heart. Hey, people, everybody across the country, look at it because you are missing out. Yeah. The file explorer integration. That's awesome. If you open Edge, and I think this must be also driven by your experience. Edge, new tab, the work feed. There are also files in this. Is this yes. something that you're driving? Um, so that's actually, uh, I know her personally, not through Microsoft, but she works for Microsoft. Microsoft 200,000 people. So yeah. uh, a friend that I have who also has worked at the company uh, works on that. And she said that she does kind of call our backend services. and But she actually sits on kind of like the Bing and the Edge team so okay. that if you are hooked up, and I mean, as, as a security person, this only shows you what you have access to in the browser that you're signed in on. Um, and so they use kind of our backend to make sure they can surface those things. Oh, okay. um, and then they use our design, you know, recommendations, but uh, edgified. <laughs> it looks very similar. That's why what really what we yes. started with, to have this in a central location, it, having the look and feel adapted to the product, even the, the, the edge, they're showing stuff differently, but having this in there, Having able to find it, the, the the work feed in there is my default new page. Yeah. So I always get these, and I'm one of the few that in file explorer we have some some, and this is also going back to my boss, right, Christian, um, because he has hidden the quick access view. He hated it in the past. Why did he hate it? Because there were file servers. The solution obviously was SharePoint, but file servers slowed down this. If you're yeah. in a remote location and you're using a VPN, it slowed down the file explorer. And so yeah. he hit it by default so people wouldn't be slowed down if they open file explorer and wow. we are missing out and we are changing these features because that's the first thing after new setup i did for quite some time mm -hmm. enable this back and now it was mind-blowing first time i opened file explorer and it showed me favorited files yep. powerpoint previews all of this stuff. It's really amazing people are missing out if they don't look at this because over the years that sharepoint is an old product windows is an old product they're yep. doing innovation, but people use it so long that they get into and have it not trying something new. Maybe more people should switch to the Mac to, to get a fresh start. Yeah. This is a constant um, thing that I think is kind of unique to our product team where we kind of have to balance what you described, where we have in, you know, especially like the list space and the, the SharePoint space, we have those fans from 20 years ago that, I mean, if they could have their way, they would be in SharePoint Server 2010, and that would be the like yeah. the the thing where they get everything done. But then we also have you know hundreds of millions of new customers coming in that expect, and rightfully so, something that is fresh, easy to use, doesn't require like reading a book to understand it. And so there's always this like change management aspect that we lean so heavily on our partners to help kind of like share that word and, and deploy and make sure that it makes sense to people. And, you know, one thing that I think, you know, for people listening here is feedback in that is the most helpful because we want to move things along without disrupting workflow. And, you know, if we do disrupt workflow, the hope is that it's for the better. Yeah. <laughs> Not always. 
I feel like I got to ask you as a security um, guy, how do you feel about external sharing? What's what's your uh, what's your take on that for your company? I, I'm very biased by this guy here uh, because he <laughs> says, um, at the end, you cannot prohibit that. Yeah, it's, it's something, um, for example, that you also have um, with email. Your people are sharing attachments by email. Yep, his words, mm -hmm. um, and uh, better have some control over that yeah. by letting them external share files um, and not having that uncontrolled system uh, with email where the files are still uh, completely away. You yeah? should write a book. No, it's not for me. Yeah. It's for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's for well done. Podcasting, podcasting with me. Yeah. yeah, that's um. I always love asking anyone from security on the, the external sharing because I, I mean, that's exactly like if if you if you limit it, it's going to be going through WhatsApp, right? Like there's no, it's going to be going through Facebook yeah. Messenger. It's going to be sent some way. Um, so and it then, is interesting. And security. then in security, we have this picture, you know, there's a picture from a snow area uh, where an, a car is standing in front of a barrier, of a closed barrier. And you see uh, the, the um, what is it called? The traces of the car wheels yeah. around the barrier, you know? Uh, you, can you imagine? Yep. So uh, there's a barrier for no reason. So people are driving around it. Okay. Yeah. And that's the, that's the picture. Uh, if, if you are getting too much barriers to your users, uh, then they will find ways around it, um, and, and then they're not that, on that, the that's, road. That's not that's not in the intent of the security guards. Yeah, I love that, and that's. Uh, I was priming myself up for this too. Um, I think that like the sharing experience in Microsoft is one of the ways that I really like to emphasize with this Gen three push. Um, like OneDrive powers the entire sharing experience across Microsoft, um, and we actually see close to a billion shares a month. A month and it's all through that little dialogue that everyone uses and i think like when it clicks that that's you know all powered from the same spot i feel like sometimes i see customers like ah right okay so if i'm in onedrive sharepoint teams opening in some you know office app on the web or the client it's it's all kind of rooted and stored in the same place and somehow that sharing link is what connects that dots where they're like it doesn't matter where i'm sharing from doesn't matter how i'm sharing it it's always going to be consistent you did a really good job of of making this ui very consistent i think it was a long yeah. journey and this was long. really people hate it it looks here like this way i don't understand the concept of different things link versus granting access yeah. and breaking inheritance and all of it yeah and now when i'm sharing a file from my onedrive on the mac i get this anonymous link and when i'm sharing a file from teams then i get a, a link that is only available for the mm. members of the team so and i really like that yeah yeah, that's the, the config we are doing, especially for these kind of teams. We could set it up differently, and that's the, the benefit you mentioned about administering uh, all of this. And But it, it is a deep story. Always, I mean, in 99% of the cases, that's exactly how I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that is um, something to call out, because it's. I feel like it's a question we get a lot around, like, how do I configure things? And I always like to kind of tell people that you can configure it as, granular, as granularly as you need. Um, which is cool, can, <laughs> puts, a, puts a burden, yeah. but it's a good burden to have because yeah. then you, you're able to kind of give an experience like you just described where an anonymous link here makes total sense, but over here, no, right? And maybe yeah. you want external sharing on files that are yeah. in your My File space, but in a secure team site, you don't, you don't want the external yeah. sharing available. Um, so it is really cool to see yeah. that. Exactly. Um, yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Um, yeah, maybe maybe switch. I, I sent you two questions. Yes. I'm, I'm okay. Very, very yeah. Eager. Maybe <laughs> we can also put that in. Um, 
So one mentioned I'm, I'm working with our design teams, our marketing teams. They have really large libraries, and um, they are struggling. And also, I uh, Windows Coleco by accident sent one of the marketing uh, folders, and I think overall SharePoint is capable of doing a lot of files. Because if you click this on OneDrive, uh, and in the library itself, there were four hundred thousand files, and it really brought down his machine. So yep. nothing was sinking, and we know there's a limit of three hundred thousand files, and I think from announcement it will be increasing. Is yeah. there an, an, an solution for yeah being being limitless? Or, exactly. Yeah. So I think this is this is something that that we hear. Um, we've been hearing for a while, and it's something that we have a fix for. So the short term fix is short term. Um, so don't <laughs> don't be posting. We know we know this is a short term fix. Um, we are we're expanding it to four hundred thousand to alleviate at least you know, from telemetry and customer stories to alleviate a good chunk of customers hitting this problem. So the 400,000 improvement is something that we're looking to launch at the end of this calendar year, maybe early calendar year. Um, I'm not sure the exact ship trajectory right now, but in the next few months is our time frame. And then there is the long-term strategy of, you know, what is an upper bound that would make it feel limitless? Um, you know, there's no such thing as limitless ever with, with software. Um, and so that's something that we don't have any dates to be shared yet. We don't have, uh, honestly, I don't even have a prototype of it yet, but it's something that we know, we, I mean, we know 400,000 is going to go out and then we're going to get the same feedback again. Um, and so we have that long-term strategy of trying to expand to something that, that makes it feel like there's just no concern. Because um, when you look at a SharePoint, you know, document library or your my files and OneDrive or anything. I mean, we can hold up to 30 million items if you exactly. do your indexing properly, right? So we need the sync to be compatible. Yeah. Um, and so the, the long-term vision is to come up with something that feels like it's not restrictive. There doesn't need to be this concern around, is my sync going to break? Is it not going to break? We just want it to, to work seamlessly. Um, and so I expect in the next six months, we'll have like a public limit that will be that long-term oh, goal. Okay. Um, and That's I think right. that would be nice to kind of say, but cause, I mean, you know, yeah. you said the file had 400,000, so. It's always great to, to, to get the, the idea that Microsoft is aware of the problem yes. and they are working. They have your, you have your own schedule. Exactly. There are limited yeah. resources and I'm, I'm, I'm glad colored folders made it in. <laughs> uh, but it's always a balance. Yeah, but um, that's one of the big, big parts is you are aware of it and you are using your own product. You, know, you must run into the same situations. And yes. It, I'm, I'm very glad to hear that it is going to be addressed. You are aware of it and you are very aware of it. And yeah, we, we, we're sitting here. We're getting a lot other stuff in the meantime. Um, so I'm just very, very glad to hear that this is something that, that is addressed. Yeah, and it's from it's from feedback from people at conferences, yeah. from going onto our apps and submitting feedback or posting online. Um, and like that really is what helps us kind of prioritize what we need to tackle. Um, color folders is a little easier to solve yeah. than, <laughs> than a sync limit. <laughs> yeah, but you shouldn't, yeah. There's an impact that's really, really important that is, sometimes the feature is easier to implement and that's why there are a lot of people, you're getting a lot of feedback and yeah. there has to be progress. And there are always these hard things and you mentioned like SharePoint is a really old product yeah. and I'm, I'm glad because also, we are also an ISV. We are doing a product mm. um, that is circumventing some of these problems um, because with OneDrive in the past, um, yeah, it was Groove. 
Yep. And we're very happy. And we thought all of the problems are solved once it was OneDrive XE. Um, and we noticed, yeah, there's still some things that are not 100%. And yeah. we did a product for that to, to address it, especially for terminal servers where this wasn't available at all. Um, and people shouldn't rely on WebDAV. Uh, so that's what mm. we did with the Microsoft APIs. Um, so we can see people are, are using and there's room for partners and that's really what, what we're looking for. And it's really that you have this this idea of what we're doing. That's always prioritization. Yeah, that one, high priority, top priority. Um, it was such a high priority, it's already built. We just need to ship it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. That's, that was a that was a great question. <laughs> okay. So maybe to, to wrap up, um, another question regarding uh, Mac. We talked a lot about Mac, and we have a growing uh, Mac user base. And I think a few years ago, even people you're sitting here, you brought your Mac with you. Yeah, I think this, I'm I'm using my Mac. A lot of people couldn't imagine that Microsoft would do this, have Mac as a first-class citizen in the environment with yeah. products. Um, can you shed some light on us um, with how how is the development going? Is it still a, a Windows first thing, and then we do Mac later, and what it is capable of, or uh, is it at your first? And as always, there's prioritization. There's a larger Windows user base. Um, yeah. So what what's uh, what's the process? Are Mac users having a fear at some point that Microsoft decides, hey, let's let's focus more on Windows, or what's what's the story? Yeah, this is. I mean, I'm glad that I have my Mac here to answer this question. Um, so I'll start with kind of the most broad goal, which is, you know, Microsoft's goal is to help people be productive. And especially in the space that I sit with files and content, we really want you to be able to do the most with that, regardless of if you're on your iPhone, your Android, your Mac, your PC, an iPad. Like We, we do want you to be able to do the most that you can. Um, and so that's, that's our ultimate goal. And when we look at our success metrics on my team, that's what we're looking at, right? Are we able to improve our customer feedback? Are we able to improve that time to file metric? And, you know, we can segment our data based on what type of machines being used, but very rarely are we even looking at that. Um, so then let's go into the technical application of, of how something actually gets built with that being said. Um, so I'm sure as folks have noticed over the past when we're building out our sync client and our sync features, they do go to Windows first. Um, and that's kind of a mix of one, you know, we are Microsoft, so building inside of our own ecosystem is easier. Um, as well as nice to prototype on. And like you mentioned, we do see that, that PCs tend to be a larger amount of the, the users that we see. So from a pure, you know, if we're sitting down looking at, you know, if we're trying to solve for, this isn't the exact percentage, but if we're trying to solve for, you know, 70%, we'll start there. Um, and that just helps us kind of prioritize. And, and we learn during that too. So you kind of take whichever one's better or not. You know, do you want to be the first or the last to get something? Because the first, have to deal with the first idea, yeah. the last get the final vision that's already been, you know, Stable, built yeah. on and we got the feedback, maybe we removed features or brought features in based on what we heard. Um, so Mac does tend to be kind of a, just a prioritization based on some of those usage trends and as well as just, you know, familiarity of what our team is used, is used to. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, yes, I use a Mac, I use OneDrive on it all the time. I use my sync client, I absolutely love it. Um, my team uses both. Um, most of my engineers have both machines and we test on both. And so we do feel that there is a high, just a very high priority on making sure that the experience is great on 
a Mac, an iPad, an iPhone, um, and really fixing those bugs at the exact same, you know, priority that we would any type of bug that comes in. Um, and so that I think is kind of a, it's a fun part of our job, right? You can imagine yeah. it's always fun to be like, let me try this on a different browser. You know, Safari is so different than Edge. What, what do we yeah. find? Um, it's easier than it ever was before in the past because a lot of browsers have snapped to Chromium. Yeah. And so with that change, it really feels like we don't have as many like the jarring thing, yeah. back and forth. <laughs> it's much yeah. easier. Um, but we really want the experience to, to make the life easier for our customers. That is our goal. Um, and so if you are using a Mac, there is no need to be afraid that anything will be changing. Uh, we want to continue supporting it and doing everything we can to make it a great experience. Uh, yeah, OneDrive. OneDrive works great. I love it on my Mac too. <laughs> okay, perfect. So that's always better getting errors. Everybody is tending to, hey, it's a Mac. That's why it's running not as good as on the Windows machine. Mm. And I have zero problems. Not an, exactly. I have so Same. many of my users who report, I don't have any problem. But with all of the background, with how Microsoft was in the past, and we, we've been a long time Microsoft partner, and we've seen different times. And yeah. the shift is there, and it's yeah. communicated very clearly. But people are still tending to say, hey, it's a Mac. Why, why shouldn't it work as good as on Windows? I, I love that shift. And I mean, that's not to that's not to minimize. I mean, of course, there might be a bug that's specific to Mac. And, you know, those those we uh, we actually take uh, logs when someone checks the box, take the log. And that will tell us what machine you're on and browser and operating system um, so that yeah. we know. But a, a lot of times, if it's an issue that you're seeing, it's, it's actually usually consistent. It's pretty rare now and today that I'm seeing like scoped to Mac bugs. Um, and so that is something that like, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> as the people building it for everything, like that just makes our lives easier. Um, as well as just like the end user now gets an experience. Like you said, it's, it's seamless. I mean, I can switch between my devices, no problem. Um, and I love it. I think it's such a nice way to interact with our products. Great. So, Michaela, I think uh, it's about time to, to wrap on. Really Absolutely. love your session and all of the insights you gave us. Um, thank you very much for that. Yeah. And yeah. It was great having you here, really. It was very interesting for me. It was uh, nice to see your enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, oh, wonderful. Everybody, everybody, okay. everybody can feel that. So, yeah. really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, I absolutely love doing these. And everything that I've talked about can be found with visuals. Um, online, unless I explicitly called out there, that there are no yeah. visuals. Um, so for anyone who wants to kind of see, to, to learn, if maybe you're a more visual learner, feel free to kind of go to the Microsoft.com and, and check it out. Um, and then I have my LinkedIn and my Twitter out there. It's just my name, Michaela. Uh, so we will, reach out. We will link that. We will link that too. Perfect. Okay. okay. Yeah, thank well, you thank you. Again. It was amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye.